0: Hi, everybody. It's Russ and my Hammers11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the little bell notification so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. We've got lots of great guests coming up. I know I always say it, but that's particularly true today. He's probably... Well, he's probably the most decorated play, uh, player, most decorated fan we've had on and probably will ever be our most decorated fan we interview. He's won five Australian Open titles. He's won five US Open titles. He's won Wimbledon. He's won three Paralympian medals. I've got to take a breath now. He's currently second in the world on singles and he's four in the world on doubles. And regardless of all that, he's a massive West Ham fan. It's Andy Lapford. Hi, Andy. How are you?
1: Hi mate, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good.
0: Yeah, not bad. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the time, and I like the the framing. I don't know if that was really uh, you you decided that particularly, but obviously you're just below the 1980 signed uh, signed shirt that hasn't been missed out there.
1: Yeah, it's, I thought it'd be a nice background for this. It's one. Lovely, so, thank uh, you. Strategically placed.
0: It's better than my daughter's bedroom, so that's better. That's better. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> can't put no can't put no West Ham attire up here just yet. I am working on it. She has been to a few. Uh, women's uh, ladies, women's uh, matches, so uh, hopefully soon she'll adorn some pictures of you know yeah. Mark Noble and Declan Rice and you know, <laughs> behind there. But we'll we'll see. Anyway, Andy, we're not talking about my daughter's bedroom. Um, we're talking about West Ham, and obviously what we're doing at the moment is interviewing fans all over the world lots of different ages about their memories of west ham and also the, the players that meant something to them so obviously you've been a west ham fan for many years we've had you on the pitch quite often i'm usually up in the box so i don't usually see you so it's actually the closest i've probably ever seen you <laughs> is albeit via a, a zoom call But don't matter. um and in terms of your sort of your west ham fan career so to speak what would you say be sort of your earliest memories of west ham
1: uh, I mean, just my dad's a West Ham fan, so that's where it come from. And just yeah. sitting at home and watching the games with him on TV and uh, just just falling in love with it, really. And then really started to get hooked uh, the year before and the year of the run to the FA Cup final, uh, the Gerard final that obviously none mm. of us will ever forget. Um, and just being going to the games, starting to go to the games regularly around that time. Um, obviously having a disability at that time, in younger years made it quite difficult to get to games. Um but as things started to get better for me and I could walk some short distances and stuff, um, started to get to more games, went to some games with my dad and yeah, just from that year on really I was hooked, um and just always wanted to follow my dad's team and um and yeah, from then on be getting to go to Upton Park as soon as you went there once, that was it, you was you was hooked and and uh, the Rest is history, as I exactly. say, exactly. Very true, very true. And obviously, since sort of the you
0: know 2005 2000, onwards, lots of things have happened, lots of experiences, matches, getting on the pitch half time, being interviewed, things like that. What are yeah. your sort of fondest memories of West Ham in, in sort of since, since your earliest ones, obviously?
1: Uh, I think the cup run, uh, to the final, there was, was amazing, the whole buzz mm. around. Upton Park in, in the games in the lead up to that was, was was really good. And then obviously as I've got older and going with my friends um, and we go home and away when I'm not away playing tennis, going home and away. So uh, the League Cup game at Spurs, uh, two League Cup games at Spurs, one at Whitehall Lane and one at Wembley. Um, they're sort of standout ones. And then Everton away, uh, went up there with about eight of my mates and we was, wow. we was on the way out the door to, I think we were 2-0 down they had just got a penalty and we was walking out the door, Lukaku missed the penalty and we went up the other end and scored and ended up winning that one 3-2. Yeah. Um, and my doubles partner at the time was a Everton fan. and <laughs> he, he was in the ground. So that one always stands out. Um, but just, yeah, just the friends that I've made just mm. from Upton Park, the people that I stood with in uh, Trevor Brook and Lower that I'm, that I still chat to now. And, um, no, obviously at the Olympic Stadium, the people around me, you get to know the people around you and it's great fun and uh, I love the social aspect of it and just, yeah, it's it's great fun. It's just one big family and it's yeah. something that I couldn't live without to be honest. No, nah, and
0: that's, that's what's coming through loads when we're interviewing people. It's not necessarily the games that stick in the memory, it's sort of the community and family feel of the, of. and as you said, you know, you probably know everyone around you. You probably don't, some of them, they don't even know your name, but you Know them if that makes sense, like you probably walk past them, you know, you try to go past them on like a, on a you know, in the shops or whatever, you wouldn't recognize them. But three o'clock, you know, there's Bob with his funny hat, and there's Bill who has the who has his Bob reel, and that's what's that's what it's all about, and that's what everyone's missing at the moment. And that I think sadly won't be won't be available for a few, well, who knows until when. Um, and I think when we do all get back to some sort of normality and you know, everyone's together and, and London Stadium's full and the first time that bubbles, um, everyone sings together, is going to be like sort of amazing. I think that's going to be a really, really cool moment. Very simple, you know, like when that that last bubble was at Upton Park and it was like, you know, it's it's not, not unparalleled, but I just think everyone's just desperate to get back and get back into the social side more than anything. I think everyone appreciates that side more than the football. You see the Bundesliga at the moment and it's, you know, very empty and very echoey it's not very exciting but um for it's not about the football i think it's about as you said the social aspects and the family aspect um but anyway that's that, that, that will happen when it happens um yeah, as i said what we're doing is we're interviewing people about their, their favorite players or or their worst players or you know the best players it's up to them but the idea is we try and get one sort of hammers 11 we call it so uh, we try and keep it to a four four two. it's not a problem for us our generation, For the older generation, it's a bit more of a tricky thing because they have like uh, I'm learning about what a left half is, no bloody clue what a left yeah. half is, or an inside or a centre centre center, was it an inside half, left forward. It's like oh, I don't know, I don't know. So anyway, that's about us. Four four two. Um, we try and and basically we say as long as you've seen them alive, basically it's been live to see them play. So obviously we yeah. couldn't put in obviously Jeff Hurst, but we could put in. Diego Tristan, for example.
1: Yeah. Fair swap.
0: Fair swap. Um, And the last one is, it's your So You can talk about whoever you want. It doesn't have to be the best players. And to be honest, invariably, everyone's 11 aren't necessarily going to be the best players because it means that people, means, uh, you know, fans' favourites, people close to their hearts. They gave to all for the shirt. Might not have been technically the best players, but it doesn't matter when it comes to this. Um, So in terms of the Andy 11, who do we have in goal? Who'd go between the sticks for your team?
1: So first off for me, he's going to be Fabianski. Yeah. Um, yeah, just I love to sign him when we signed him. And since he's come in, he's been great. Probably the best goalkeeper I've seen live for West Ham. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just solid. And then when you when you see Roberto and then Fabianski comes back in, you learn to appreciate him even more. So, yeah, I'd probably start with Fabianski. I was thinking totally. about his Hislop. Um, but yeah, I think Fabianski just edges it.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things. I'm a great believer of the adage: "You don't know what you've got to it's gone." And obviously, when he's not there, when he wasn't there last season, you didn't you aren't more appreciative even more than you you do because he's he was such a. It seems like I didn't realize. I think I under under underappreciated the role of a goalkeeper in a team, because when the goalkeeper's on it and he's and he's solid the back four or the back three, wherever we played, they're more confident. Midfield have more more confidence in the defence. The strikers, so that less people are tracking back and it just seems the whole team, it's a pivotal role. And as you said, yeah, we had, you know, we had Adrian, yeah, it's just Shaka. but I, I totally agree. I think Fabianski technically is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen us play, you know, and, but because um, I wasn't around for like Phil Parks or things like that, but yeah. for me, Fabianski is the man. Yeah, great shirt. I need to start with. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's go left back. Here we have left back for you.
1: Right. So my defense is going to be a bit of a weird one because we're going to have three centre backs and a centre defensive mid in there. Sounds great. But we're just going to go with it. So I'm going to go for Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, my first one. Um. Yeah, love watching him play, love what he's about, Um, love watching him on TV now Um, and whenever we see him and he's at a game at West Ham or whatever, he's always giving the fans a clap and stuff like that. Seems like a really top bloke, so um, obviously what he went on to do in the game is is second to none, so he'd probably be my first defender that I put in there. Yeah, great shout. Totally agree
0: with that, totally agree with that. Seems a lovely bloke and as you said, he's... um... He still has the, a real affection for West Ham. That's true from what people have said well, they've met him and uh, you know in a, in a lift somewhere, and he's seen. You know, <laughs> that, they, he's, but these stories are coming out, and not everyone's heard these stories from Sean Wheatstone, who met who met Rio in a, a lift in the Shard, and Rio was like, "I'm so I'm, I'm West Ham," and they did a cross night. You know, all that stuff is lovely. But yeah, Rio, good shout. Who else is going to go in that defence? And Andy, uh,
1: we're going to have Ginger Pele in there. James yep. Collins, I think every West Ham fan will probably have him in their team. Hundred um, percent week in week out, um, just a man mountain. Someone that I—he's a proper centre half. What I call a proper centre half. Um, for me, when I watched West Ham, I liked it when we had a centre half like Collins, and then a ball playing centre half. When we had two ball playing centre halves, I didn't like it as much. So. When he was in there heading balls out and stuff at the end of games, it was always I always had a bit more confidence. And uh, again, he got what the club was all about. So he's someone that I always loved watching. And even when we let him go, I thought we should have probably given him another year to be honest, because I think he, I think he could have done a job for another year. Um, and those are the type of guys that you want to have around the club. Oh, so definitely. Ginger Polo gets in there next to next to Rio.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great show. and I totally totally agree with that. And you know, he's a I, there's a few, there's only a few which are, are people that I would call adopted Cockneys, and I think Collins is one of them. Do you know, what I mean? he just gets it. He still lives around the area. He came obviously he was well came out came over the bridge so to speak, and he just got it. And fans warmed to him. And as you said, I think the second period was when fans appreciated him a lot more. Maybe because he's older, so a little less, you know, I think the bald head probably helped as well, you know. And yeah. but as you said, he jumps in the, He took his shirt off and they showed the, um, his, his last game. It was, it was a clip on YouTube I saw the other day. And you saw him crying when he knew it was his last time he was going to be playing for West Ham. And the fact that yeah. when, you know, I remember that, that's, that game actually, Mark did a thing on the mic to say we should offer him another year and that, that type of stuff. Is I, I find so much more interesting than obviously fans, you know. But if your peers want you to stay, and your peers think and your colleagues think that you're the you're the man, that that basically reads more into it than obviously the fans. But um, yeah, Ginger's in. Who, who's next?
1: Uh, we're gonna go Winston Reed next. Yeah. Obviously, last few years not been great for injuries and stuff. But the goal against <laughs> Millwall straight away that for me puts some <laughs> legend status. Um a lot of people talk about the Tottenham rivalry, but for me it's still Millwall. Um so for him to score that goal, he was always gonna be in my in my team and then scoring the last one of the last goals at to Park um puts him up there as well. Um for for a good few years he was he was world class. Um so for me him and Collins next to each other, I think that's a Decent partnership. Mm, yeah, tasting as
0: you said. I think you are right. There's about it was about two three season period where he was just like, I think Liverpool Was sniffing around for him and stuff like that as well at that time. And he yeah. could have played for any of those clubs. And as you said, unfortunately, injury. It's too often the case, isn't it? The injuries tend to impact their you know particularly West Ham players. It seems their careers yeah. of longevity. But yeah, okay, Winnie's in, and and who's going to be the last last piece of that defence?
1: Right, so if it was a three-five-two, 5 2 this would work better, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so we're going to put Declan Rice in as yep. the last one. Um, sent me a message after I won the US Open, which was unbelievable. Wow. Um, for him to take the time to to send me a message on Twitter and, and stuff like that. And love watching him play. Um, I think he's going to go to the top. He gets some sticks from other fans. Um, but I think... Within the next two or three years, he'll prove a lot of people wrong, and we watch every week what he does and what he brings to the team. Um, and if he does stay, and we can keep on him. He's definitely a future captain. Uh, whether that's going to happen or not, who knows? But definitely, he gets into my eleven. Um, one of our standout players over the last couple of years, and someone that hopefully we can build the team around in the future.
0: Exactly, and and one of the obviously you know from the academy. You know, West Ham fans love seeing an academy boy go come through so prominently. As you said, I think there's there's been a lot of criticism of him from other like teams fans, and I think it's basically jealousy because he's a, he's, he's for that role, that defensive midfield player, he's the best, he's the his best English sort of defensive midfield player we, we've had for many many years. And I think, mm-hmm. as you said, he'll he'll, he'll push on. And I think him and Mark together as Mark's obviously it seemed to. Has, has, has helped deck basically. It's similar to I see how how Scotty Parker was with Noble. It was all similar, you know, sort of elderman yes. and a, a youngster. And it seems to be sort of hopefully uh, working its magic again. So uh, yeah, great. He's a solid, solid set of defenders. Doesn't matter what formation. Doesn't care. They're all, going <laughs> all over the place. Right. Let's go midfield then, Andy. Uh, left wing, or it's up to you. What do you talk about?
1: Right. So this was hard because we've had some good midfielders over the years, but think I've got my four. I think we'll start with Joe Cole. Yeah. Um, West Ham boy. Obviously went to Chelsea and done amazing there, won some big trophies, then come back. Um and just loved watching him play, the skill. I always remember his goal for England. Um I think it was against Sweden. Yeah. That goal was amazing and uh yeah someone I loved watching, especially live when I when used to watch him live was Really skillful player and someone who I loved watching. So he definitely gets a nod to go in there as well.
0: Great shout. Yeah, totally agree. One of the best, one of the most skillful players I've ever seen with Claire and Blue Show. Joe, who's next?
1: Uh, so next is going to be. We're going to go for Pyatt. Yeah. Dimitri Pyatt, obviously, recently, uh, fairly recently played for us. And yeah, that season at Upton Park is probably the best best player I've ever seen the way he played um, and just you were always in every game with him and the team I remember going up to Blackburn with a few of my friends for the cup game and he just played unbelievable I awesome. yeah. um, remember being at Bournemouth away when he played unbelievable there were so many games where he yeah. just turned it on and and was just something special and something that we haven't seen before and you you would pay your money you pay your season ticket money just to see him play um And it was unfortunate the way it ended. And it's it's one of them where there's so many games that I watch now where I think, if only we had Pi here for this last 10 minutes. And he's just that type of player that you knew he could pull something out of the bag if he really needed it. So he definitely gets in there because he's probably the best West Ham player I've ever watched in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, and there's not many Ballon d'Or nominees who play for West Ham.
1: No. (laughs) I think he was like
0: 15th best player of the in the world that year and it's like yeah. and obviously the euros i can't of the last time that we had like a player who performed like so well in the euros as well you know so yeah Dimmy and and that season that was the stars aligned for that season didn't it the, the yeah. team played well slav was in, was in charge the way he managed the way his man management of of piat that season and he just said, if he, w- if he went there and if those goals, and yeah, know, Palace and stuff like that, if those goals hadn't happened, I don't think that season would have been as special as it could have been. Okay, yeah. great shout. Okay, Pyatt and Joe, that is tasty already. <laughs> so, next, could you imagine the, who's next?
1: The next is the easiest one, Mark Noble. Yeah. Uh, captain, been around the club for years. Probably one of my favourite players. Um, good on the ball. Good leader. Uh one of us. One more, can you say? Really? Exactly.
0: It's it's true, Mr. West Ham, isn't it? And he? As you yeah. said, he'll be one of those. He'll be one of those. And there's not, there's very few of those types of players around in the league now. Um, those one man clubs, and he will be a one man club, and he will end up coach and part of the management team. And it's because I don't think he'll be able to leave the club for more than five minutes. Um but yeah, there's not much you can say about him, he's Mr. West Ham. Yeah. He's Mr. <laughs> he's Mr. Modern Day West Ham. For for people who didn't see, you know, Billy Bonds and stuff like that like we did, he's our yeah. he's our Billy Bonds, really, isn't he? In terms of being yeah. Mr. West Ham. Brilliant. Okay, nobs, who's gonna be the last piece of that midfield puzzle?
1: No, this one was hard because it was between two players. Uh I love Trevor Sinclair and he was someone I was Looking to put in, but just that to go with Yossi Benone. Oh, yeah, good shout. Um, some big goals, the goal against Tottenham. Um, the way he played, the way he glided around the pitch, um, part of that cup team. And just, yeah, just someone I loved watching the way he played, uh, the way he would dribble with the ball. Much like what Pye could do, he yeah. could get the ball in and go at people, and I love watching people like that. Another player who I was thinking about putting in is very similar to Matty Everington. Yeah, those type of wingers I used to love watching and get the ball and go at the wing back, cross it in. That's the type of football I love watching. So, yeah. uh, but now just gets a nod yet. Yeah.
0: And it doesn't happen, you know. And that 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 wing, like traditional wing play, don't seem to happen anymore. Now you always play. The wingers on the wrong on the wrong wing, so they have to cut so they cut inside so just so they can have goals. But actually there's something about, and that's true of Matty as well and Trev as well. They used to just bomb it down that wing, left or right, their right wing for their right foot, and chip it in, and cross it in. It's so simple, but it was yeah. so effective. So effective. That is a tasty midfield there, Andy. Right, okay. Let's go strikers. Who's gonna who's gonna bang in these goals for the like, Latform Eleven? Who's gonna be your first striker?
1: First of all, is going to be Carlos Tevez. Yeah. Uh, just what can you say? Saved us. Um, another person who got it. He's was only there for a short period, but he got it, and he still gets it now, even when he comes back. Um, yeah, it's not very often a, a foreign player gets it, but he he seemed to get it straight away, and. Um, Always respectful when he came back. He almost didn't want to score against us, it seemed like, a lot of the time. But some of his goals that he scored at big times and, and the passion and stuff and the quality of him, uh, for me, Tevez has got to go in there. I loved watching him play that season and it was it was great to see him, as short as it was. It was it was amazing to watch him totally, play. Totally,
0: totally. And as you said, not being... I mean, obviously, you think like, you know, like Ginger and stuff like that. They They got it. It's very rare that a foreign player, there's a couple of foreign players, but the ones that just got it and he got it straight away. And as you said, you know, obviously famously when he came back and sort of reignited that whole cross hammers thing, which no one seemed to do until Carl. apparently some people did it in the 70s, but no one did it about 30 years until he came back playing for Man United, you know, playing for a, 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 a rival of ours and still he was yeah. cheered as if he was the first name on the team. team. sheet. Yeah, totally great. Agree with that. Okay, who's going to partner Tevez up front then?
1: And then last of all, Mr. De Canyon. Yeah. Um, just everything I love about a sportsman. Being a bit crazy. It's a bit like what I'm like on a tennis court times. So I was in my younger days. Uh, bit of a loose cannon, but that's what made him who he was. And yeah, yeah just an amazing player. Uh, I'll never forget that goal at Old Trafford when Barters was asking for the offside. I remember going mental with my dad. So that's also a big childhood memory, that goal. Um, so, yeah, he goes in there, and then I think that that front two I mean, what we would do for them two up front these days together, um, yeah, yeah plus, so he, plus the midfield, it, yeah.
0: plus the midfield as well. I'm not being funny, this you know, this will be uh, I've said it on a few times where you know, this would be first of the match of the day, that's for sure. Yeah, it might be a five yeah. nil win or a five nil loss. Obviously, it's away from yeah. home, so you'd have to put something else instead of Paolo, um, anything north of Watford, yeah. but um. Yeah, and what to have someone like that with that sort of skill uh, and passion. And again, he's the other foreign player I can think of who, who got it. You know, he still yeah. has an incredible affiliation for West Ham and you know, he does his little Facebook videos with him singing bubbles in a nineteen fifties West Ham shirt and stuff like that. You know, that's Paolo, you know, and I think yeah. what's good at the moment now is obviously watching Obviously, you no know, live live football, and that live Premier League football, I should say. Obviously, watching back all the old stuff, and and seeing Paolo's, just as you said, such an enigma, so eccentric. Um, I rewatched the the Bradford City game again, and and that just was epitomised everything to do with Paolo, in a ninety minute period, and someone yeah. and like the the Arsenal stuff, and when he had his shorts on backwards for the Arsenal game, <laughs> and and like, he's just mental, absolutely mental. But I loved him, and I think everyone did. Yeah. And what's nice is obviously people of our generation, Paolo was was our you know, and I, I said before, but he was our like Devonshire, he was our sort, of, you know, he was yeah. our sort of um skillful player and even people from an older generation put him in the team alongside the Brookings and Billy Bonds and stuff shows obviously the the impact and yeah really that that again reaffirms why it's good you know it's lovely to know that we were around to see him as a player. Um, Yeah and yeah he was absolutely nuts. You wouldn't put him you wouldn't put him in charge of a football team or anything (laughs) like that. But absolutely nuts. Andy that is a pucker team And it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching. You know what to do. Like, share, subscribe, watch them. Watch everyone. We got on. We've got loads more coming in. Until next time, guys, take care and stay safe. Bye-bye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.